Music means one thing. It's a funky Friday edition of Sports Talk. Greetings to you and welcome in to the final Sports Talk of the weekday portion of our program. And we hope we can get your weekend off to a good start. I'm Scott Beatty along with Evan Kahn. And we are going till 6 o'clock. And then we'll give way to the White Sox against Detroit tonight. White Sox trying to stockpile wins here late to fatten up for the fall and winter. <laughs> Saw the squirrels running around today. With This time of year, the squirrels are trying to get every nut they can. It's kind of like the White Sox right now. Oh, hey, look, the weather's getting colder. Although it's hot right now. but Oh, look, we better get hurry up. Oh, a car. There, there really are the I, – I haven't seen them as much, like you said, just more recently. I, I, I think the squirrel activity is definitely picked up, and there's this one road where I swear they just play chicken with the cars. They're, mm-hmm. they're like, we're, we're going to see if we can make it across, but the, the result, if they don't, is kind of sad. That would make sense, and I'm, I, I'm not going to out you, uh, you, you know, where you live, but there are some larger trees where you live. Maybe well, maybe in your, that's in your vicinity. True. Yeah, it's and not so it's not quite invite. campus level, oh, right? When you're on campus, you're basically living amongst the squirrels. Yes, but yes. um but there they have more than just an acorn to find. Well, yeah, I mean they they run that place. Yeah, because <laughs> the kids just don't pick up after themselves and there's all sorts of scraps to get to, but those suckers, let me tell you. One year we started, okay, we're, we're let's be green and we're going to make a compost. Well, we had a little thing for compost, oh, no. you know, and they just ate through uh. that thing. We tried the five-gallon bucket, you know, for the paint, uh, and and they ate through that oh, sucker. Yeah. Oh no! What is it? These, <laughs> it's 2022, and we've got squirrels now that have evolved with teeth teeth that are like diamond cutters. <laughs> savages, absolute <laughs> savages. Well, uh, this is a big a big weekend here in town. I'm not talking sports-wise necessarily. I'm just saying there's just about everything going on. Mm-hmm. Just, there's just you, you want to do something, this is the weekend where you can get something done. And there is not football for Illinois, of course. It's an off weekend. They are in action on Thursday. We're going to talk to Brian Barnhart for the Illini Notebook because routine. Mm-hmm. That's what college coaches like. So we're going to do routine as well. We'll have Brian in for our Illini Notebook uh, and then uh, Matt Daniels pays a visit this hour. Next hour, the world, according to Bob Osmussen, Michael Martin, as well, Illinois football sideline reporter, is going to stop in as well. I'm going to bug out a little early. Joey and I are handling the Centennial Central football game tonight over at Tommy Stewart Field, the battle for Champaign. Look forward to bringing you that on our sister station, Light Rock 97.5. So we are off and running here. It is kind of like the start of the football week for uh, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Kind of a Monday type of thing. Brett Bielma normally would have a Monday press conference. Instead, uh, he had a press conference today and gave us an update. <laughs> I couldn't be happier with the work we got done this week. We literally uh, practiced Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday um, in some capacity. Tuesday was a lot like today. It was strictly our Devo guys and select twos that hadn't gotten a lot of reps that we felt could benefit from getting even just 12 to 15 periods, about an hour and 15 minutes of work. Um, we got heavy work day on Wednesday for our twos and our Debo, and then uh, yesterday actually we had the entire practice uh, devoted to UT Chattanooga. Uh, they've done two games. Obviously they play on Saturday uh, at 4 o'clock, so we'll get that game added into their breakdown, but uh, took the first two games to kind of uh, put together a game plan on what we know at this point and practiced uh, pretty good yesterday. Um, had a chance for a lot of our guys to get healthy up to that point. A lot of our 
main guys have been playing a lot of our reps, didn't do anything uh, football-wise, did conditioning until Wednesday, and then Wednesday was modified Thursday. So uh, like where we're at, tomorrow is like Monday of game week um, because we're playing a Thursday game. So tomorrow the, the, the kids have the day off, um, and it will jump in. Sunday will be like Tuesday preparation and so forth. So excited for that opportunity. A lot of good work during our bye week. There we go. A little bit of the update. Devo is your development team, kind of your third stringers. Twos are your second stringers. Ones are your regular starters. And the twos are probably a mixture there of guys that get a lot of snaps and some mm-hmm. that get just a few or are on ready to go kind of. Like an Art Sidkowski hasn't played a snap. He'd be a two that probably wants more reps. And, a, um, I don't know, one of the guys you're rotating in all the time in defensive line or linebacker or whatever, <laughs> he may be. Maybe you limit him a little bit. So there you go. I wonder how it changes next week. Does that mean that they're going to prep more for Wisconsin? Do the guys get a couple more off days in preparation to prepare for Wisconsin? It's been an an odd first month of the football season for the Illini. Yeah, and then it comes, uh, what, four in a row? And then it goes five in a row Mm -hmm. after uh, another bye. So after all this kind of eh, start, stop, start, stop of the football season, it's going to go bang, 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 bang. Which is... Which is good. Yeah, that and kind of similar to basketball, right? In the early non-conference, the games are kind of sporadic and whatnot. And then you've got finals there right before conference season starts where there's like two games in three weeks. And then conference season ro- rolls around and you're playing all the time. So it, it, it'll be good. And, and you know, it, Thursday's probably the, the perfect in-between to, to get ready for Wisconsin, knowing what happened last year uh, uh, against them and just coming off of uh, uh, two pretty big games there in the early season. You kind of want a, a little bit of a letdown before you pick back up again. There was two games last year for Illinois. We felt like, wow, you really didn't have a chance in this one. That was the Virginia game and the Wisconsin game. And what do you know? This one's interrupted by the, the Chattanooga game. I might misremembering, but I just felt, you know, Illinois lost 24 nothing to Wisconsin mm-hmm. and just couldn't do anything and couldn't stop Wisconsin's run. Um, and, of course, Virginia just tore them up in the air. I feel like everything else was either close or, or a win. Yep. Um, and what do you know? Illinois, with Chattanooga interrupting it, has a Virginia and a Wisconsin kind of back-to-back. And let's – it's hard to feel like, well, retribution because Wisconsin was just better. Flat out better, a better team than Illinois was last year. And I'm not sure what to make of them this year. They get New Mexico State this weekend. They should be able to handle them. And then they have to go to Columbus. They should not be able to handle them. (laughs) No. (laughs) But stranger things. And then Illinois. So Wisconsin may well be coming in off of a, a, you know, a butt whooping (laughs) from Ohio State and hungry for a win at home and to not look like they did last week against Washington State. The psychology, this will be interesting. It's a it's a big week for, for the Big Ten. Even though the Illini aren't in action, it, it seems like, and, and that's not a, a big game, but it's a, a get-right game for Wisconsin coming off of a, a Washington yeah. State game that, that they, they thought that they were going to win handily, and that didn't happen. So got to gotta have a different mindset going into New Mexico State. But who else? Michigan State's going to Washington. Um, you've got Purdue headed up to Syracuse, who's kind of surprised some people here. I think they're sitting two or three and zero. I'm a big Dino Babers fan. <laughs> Shout out to to Eastern, even though I have no connection there. But uh, Penn State down at Auburn, there's a, a top twenty five matchup as well. Um, Indiana 
is hosting Western Kentucky. They're, they're a touchdown favorite, but Western Kentucky tends to have some pretty good football teams. So, and, <laughs> and we're kind of wondering where Indiana is They at. seem to specialize in upsetting Big Ten teams and mm-hmm. from time to time. Yeah. Even without Jeff Brom there anymore. Exactly. And then, of course... <laughs> What a perfect game for uh, Mickey Joseph in Nebraska to to get introduced. They they've got to welcome in Oklahoma, who really hasn't lost a whole lot since Lincoln <laughs> Riley left. They they don't have uh, Williams as their quarterback anymore, and a number of guys left for for USC. But Oklahoma is still Oklahoma, even though Nebraska is not Nebraska. Why are you firing Scott Frost? Well, we feel that it gives us the best chance to win. Okay. <laughs> Number six, Oklahoma, coming up this week. <laughs> yeah, that's going to – that one's a, a pretty small spread, too. Of course, last year – well, and that's why they were, you know, the greatest 3-9 and nine team ever because they played everybody close. And But uh, that, that Oklahoma team all year long, this was about the time that Clay Helton got fired – and people started wondering if Lincoln Riley was going to bolt or, or not. So it, it, they turned kind of sideways. But that's going to, yeah, be watching all the Big Ten teams this weekend as well as a, a number of really good top 25 games. Baseball, we mentioned White Sox against Detroit. Cubs win, Cubs win, Cubs win. 2-1 to one is the final over the Rockies. The Cubs never trailed in that one-run game. Marcus Stroman. Seven innings, boys, of just one run. You're welcome. Two walks, <laughs> five strikeouts on 85 pitches. And, um, okay, for the Cubs, Zach, Mc- Zach McKinstry hit a home run. Getting Good hot. Yeah, he's making a case to stick on the roster through the offseason. He's been playing really well. He was a big part of that Met series uh, up in New York earlier this week, which I, I people – might have noticed, but we didn't mention it here. They swept that series without Nico Horner or Wilson Contreras playing a, a single game. So that that's an, another positive to look at as this young Cubs team tries to, to get guys going. It was only like a, a two-hour, 20-minute game, which kind of happens when it's uh, not not very high scoring, not a whole lot of activity. Oh, did they institute on the, the pitch bases? Clock? No, oh. no, it's pretty pretty surprising. You know, we can we can still get games done in a reasonable time without a clock. But I, I digress. Great great start for for the weekend for the Cubs. Uh, one of the last two homestands. I think they've got one more coming up here in a couple weeks after one more road trip. But love a, a God's time start at Wrigley on a Friday. Amen. And you, you said it earlier, the White Sox, uh, another big series here with Detroit, hoping to pick off three because they've got Cleveland uh, next week uh, again for their final series. And my, my bet didn't come true but for, for Albert hitting a home run yesterday. But I've got a, a buddy who tends to bet against the Packers or bet on the Packers because if the Packers lose, we all win. And if the Packers win, then he wins. So that was kind of that situation last night. He, he didn't home, hit a home run, but the Cardinals won, so it worked out. Texter on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217 Illinois, historically, better not overlook Chattanooga like you two are. Take care of business at hand, and that is UTC. Well, I don't uh, wear a uniform, so I can do whatever I want. And <laughs> I'm overlooking Chattanooga because that's what you should do as a Power 5 school against an FCS. Not them overlooking it, but as a fan, and, and you know, you should just expect them to roll over them. 
I'll say this isn't basketball. If Illinois cannot beat Chattanooga, that's a big time problem. <laughs> well, it was it would would have been a big time problem if basketball didn't beat them either. Yeah, in the tournament, <laughs> but mid majors can can pick off major programs in basketball all the time. Yeah, well, they do it in football too. See last weekend. <laughs> yeah, but App State still FBS. <laughs> yeah, I guess. This I mean, is what's an FCS team? Oh, oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you, it yeah, should yeah. it should be a cakewalk. Yeah. I'm not saying that anybody – I'm with you. I'm not saying anybody over there needs to be going, eh, let's not worry about this. Let's just think about Wisconsin. But but I wear a headset and talk on a microphone. <laughs> I don't wear shoulder pads and beat people up. <laughs> All right, we're back with Brian Barnhart, Illini Notebook, in a moment. Funky Friday Sports Talk. It's time for the – with the voice of the Illini, Brian Barnhart. As always, brought to us by Guido's, Jupiter's, Billy Brews, and Seven Saints. A little uh, weekend off mm-hmm. again, Brian. This is a very irregular rhythm to football. Don't worry. It's going to, on the back end, it's going to come fast and furious. Yeah. But we, we keep spacing these things out right now. And really, it's kind of because I uh, usually start prepping about a week before the game so i've already started on chattanooga and i'll do some more work if i get a chance around other things this weekend so i'm kind of already whatever if it were saturday i would be two days ahead of where i typically am mm-hmm. preparation wise yeah brett bielma to make it by thursday yeah brett bielma was that we talked to him today and they're treating tomorrow like a monday mm-hmm. whatever it is and, and tuesday they're or Sunday they're going to be like a Tuesday, and it's yep. going to be a very hard practice. So he said, so I I know you're going to maybe take it easy on Saturday, but be ready to go on Sunday, <laughs> Yeah, I think was his warning yep. shot. <laughs> he yep. said, I know what happens on Saturdays in college. <laughs> be advised, we're going to have a hard practice on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you got to do it a little differently. And, uh, of course, in the NFL, they do that all the time. Yeah, You know, but I mean, like Chattanooga is playing this weekend. Mm-hmm. homecoming for them against Northern Alabama. And then they come to Champaign on Thursday. So you talk about a short week, really short week for them. Well, I, I don't know it, what the harder part of a short week is. Is it the quick preparation you have to do, or are you still sore? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. what it, Probably I, both. I, I don't know. I mean, there's yeah. a reason you only usually play one game a week because it's really hard to play football. And most NFL teams, if I remember right, they don't even really do if they play Sunday and then Thursday. That Monday is more of a walkthrough because you're recovering from the Sunday before. And also you've got, you know, two days to get your body right beforehand. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're they're behind the eight ball. And I kind of wonder if Bielema is a fan of this. I know he, he's just kind of the guy that, that rolls with the punches, but he also seems like a, a guy who likes rhythm and routine and, and We've had one Saturday game, and we're going into, quote-unquote, week three, which is really week four of the college football season. Yeah. So it's I just met, constantly adjusting I haven't here. met a football coach yet that doesn't like rhythm and routine. <laughs> I mean, that's, they're, that's how they're wired. That's exactly what he said. Yeah. I like routine. Yeah. And then I thought I caught a little smirk, and he goes, but I don't have any control over yeah. the schedule, and yeah. we'll just show me the schedule, and we'll play <laughs> when we play. And I think that's... I'm reading between the lines there. It's not what he said, but I'm reading 
give me Saturdays all the no. time, please. But this has worked out other than that short week before Indiana, quote-unquote short week. You, yeah. you lose one day, but then you you got an extra day for Virginia. You've mm-hmm. got I, – I know it's not the two full weeks to get ready for Chattanooga, but it is Chattanooga, and then you've got the extra time on the backside for, for Wisconsin, yeah. which I think is really the game. He, he won't say it out loud, but I'm sure that's a, another one that he's kind of got circled going back to, to Camp Randall. And, and speaking of travel, Virginia, when they were here, they flew into Chicago – and then bus down two and a half hours, mm-hmm. and then spent the night after the game Saturday and left on Sunday. Why well, drove teams, back to Chicago and then flew out? Teams usually fly into Willard. I wonder why I they did it that way. Yeah, I don't know why they. I never got an answer to that. But well, I can uh, tell you this: we were just talking before we uh, took the air here that it was reading in an article about how football teams get moved around the country. Oh, it's for amazing! These things. It's it's an incredible operation, but there's also nothing random. There's nothing, eh, let's just fly to Chicago. No, no, that was planned, planned a year ago. Whatever reason yeah. they had, that's why they, they that's did why it for a specific reason. And Tim Knox did it for a long time uh, as operations guy here for many yeah. years. And uh, we've had several, of course, Joey Biggs with basketball and Mark and, and the guys over at Football Now. I mean, they scout all this stuff out months in advance. They would yeah, they'll he, go visit a hotel oh, and yeah. say, Well, this is a really nice hotel, but yeah. can you handle hundred and fifty right. people have room with a football for, team? What kind of meeting rooms do you have? Yeah. How long is, how far is it from the hotel to the stadium? Is it a long bus ride? Can I get buses from here to that? I mean, it's all yeah. Oh, they get police escorts yeah. too. They're living yeah. a life. <laughs> traveling they major league te- major league baseball teams have traveling secretaries. Yeah. And that's all they do. Wasn't that it's George like, on Seinfeld? I think that was George Costanza. <laughs> he was the assistant, I think, <laughs> okay. to the traveling secretary. I think is what it was. <laughs> That's the job I want, assistant yeah. to the traveling secretary. Yep. Anyway, um, two and one. You know, the, you know, razor thin line between mm. two and one and three and zero oh for this football team. But still, it obviously it's after a win, but you feel good vibes about this start. Yeah, I do, and they and they should have won the Indiana game, and they dominated. Yeah. Up front. I mean, that was the sad part of that game was just the the penalties and in the red zone and the things that you had this feeling during that whole game in Bloomington that, ooh, I hope this doesn't come back and get us. And it did at the very end. But other than that, I mean, the defense has given up one touchdown passing and one touchdown rushing so far uh, through the first games. And I think they were giving up 10 points a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, the death spectacular. Even, even through three games, you say, well, that's not a big sample size, but three games, that's pretty good. Yeah. And so they've been solid on defense. The offense uh, has been, I think, better and more interesting. And they've spread it around 12 receivers one game, eight receivers the next. Uh, if they can hold on to the football and not turn it over and not make you know, the penalties, Isaiah Williams had a couple of big plays called back on penalties or mistakes, get all that cleaned out. This is a tough, it's a pretty good team. I mean, a tough team to beat. Yeah. Because they don't, if they, if they can stop beating themselves, as Brett yeah. Bielema says. But other than that, I. I think I know fans are kind of in a wait and see mode. Show me what you got, what you have. But I think I would encourage people to get out because I think this team, uh, this coaching staff, they know what they're doing, and uh, the team I think is being built in the image that Brett Bielema wants it to be, and his staff, and it's it's pretty good. I mean, it's it's good to watch. Good football. 
And it's a, a good spot to be in, as you, you said. It's either two and one and three and zero, oh, rather than well, this team could be one and two, or maybe even zero <laughs> oh and three if some things didn't break right. It's really come down to to them in the Indiana game, and even last mm-hmm. week, you know, it, it was really kind of unforced errors. And, and you look at the NFL; they even have three games of preseason, although they don't really use it. And then you've got quarterbacks who didn't play in the preseason, and they were three and seven last Sunday. Illinois is now three games in, so they've kind of now got got their preseason out of the way they've seen the penalties the turnovers mm-hmm. and, and now you get into that that second third and fourth quarter of the season and hopefully those things kind of clean up yeah and the big thing is to avoid injuries now they lost Ezekiel Holmes and I know Jamal Woods has been banged up and they've had others but um, you know and of course Josh McCray we'll see when he's able to come back and yeah. then you Which try to get sounds doubtful for, for yeah. this week yeah but I mean Chattanooga they can I think they can I would think they can beat Chattanooga without Josh McCray and without I mean, it's a good FCS team, and I think they're ranked ninth or tenth. Uh, so I mean, this is a good, good ball club, and we've seen Marshall and Appalachian State. And, <laughs> I mean, you got to be careful. Yeah. But I think if they just take care of business, they should be in good shape. I would think. I think teams like Chattanooga, the the good FCS teams, probably have really good, solid, fundamental football and players mm-hmm. that execute it well. They're just probably most of them are not as big or as fast as D1 Big Ten players or SEC or ACC or pick-your-conference-type players. Well, here's an example in their front line. I just started filling out my chart here the other day. There's a couple of guards or tackles. I can't remember which which one is which, but they're weighing about 265 or 270, Mm -hmm. which is big. Yeah. But it's not 315, 330 like Illinois has. Yeah, well, on the those were the kind line. of linemen that Illinois was having for a, a few mm-hmm. years. So, I mean, that was noticeably. I haven't written a two in front of a number on the offensive line in a while. <laughs> At so. some point, physics takes over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's sure. where you say, okay, Illinois should win. But Lauren Tate, if he were here, because he's, he's pointed out multiple times, said they only lost to Kentucky by three points la- or by right. five points last year. Right. So it's not a gimme game. No, no. You can't do it. And Illinois is not in a position, you know, where we've been the last decade to take these kind of games for granted. I mean, you got to win them, and you got to go out and look good doing it and then get ready, stay healthy, and play Wisconsin and see what happens in a couple of weeks. But if we learned anything from last week, whatever a team was the year before clearly is not what they're going to be the next year <laughs> with the transfer portal and just kind of the, the nature of college football season, you know, the following season isn't necessarily what happened the year before. But if anything, what's happened over these first couple of weeks of the football season uh, is that we've seen Iowa has trouble scoring. You know, they've always mm-hmm. had good defense, but they've always had more offense and they can't score. Wisconsin loses at home to Washington State. Nebraska fires their coach. Northwestern you know, drops one lost to Duke, Duke and lost to Nebraska, who fired their coach. And I mean, so if anything, you you look at the schedule now and you go, "Huh, you got <laughs> Iowa at home? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Can they score? What about our defense?" Is it, you start looking at it differently after you get a little sample size of some of these other teams. And uh, Nebraska aside, you also have a bunch of coaches here in the Big Ten West that all know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And even if you know. Even if things aren't going well, they, this isn't their, not their first rodeo. So, what will these teams be in October, and November? I think this race is going to be a lot of fun. I think so. I'm, in, I'm encouraged by Illinois' chances in yeah. the Big Ten West, just based on how they've played so far. I like it. Yeah, I'm hearing people say Minnesota and Purdue now because Iowa and Wisconsin lost, and it's like, hang on, we haven't had any division games yeah. yet. But 
Uh, I, I'm interested to watch Minnesota this weekend. Again, they haven't had the biggest competition in the uh, first three weeks. They've got Colorado this weekend. I think they're like 30-point favorites. Oh, yeah. But they put up 60-some points in their first game, again, against a lower opponent. But they And then they put up almost 40 last week. So they, they're scoring points, and, and that's kind of at, at a premium in the West. So they're the ones I'm keeping an eye they, on. Yeah, there, there's, there's a finite number of points that will be scored by – Big Ten West teams this year, and Minnesota is taking most of them. Basically. <laughs> yep. I, I, said, row the boat, right? Yeah. <laughs> row the boat. Go Gophers. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, both of you, about Chase Brown. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Illinois has had an advantage in all three games, but you don't just accidentally amass about 500 yards. So there was even the word Heisman thrown out there this week with him, and I don't know if we want to go there, but mm. is – is this possibly um, another level of, of running back than, you know, from good to great kind of stuff? Yeah, I don't don't know yet. Too early to say on the, you know, would he be in the running even for the Heisman or be on a list somewhere? I, suppose, I mean, he's the leading rusher in the country, right, or average per game or right. one or two, I think, in the country. But he's, I mean, he's, I think he's in that class with a Robert Holcomb or with, a, you know, in Illinois history some of the best backs we've had that have rolled up a lot of yardage. Uh, I think he's going to be in that category. And if he can, if he can have a couple of games, maybe what, you know, if he rushes for 250 or something against Chattanooga or something, he do that twice last year, did that twice last year. (laughs) If he can do that a couple more times and then Illinois, it helps to be a contender. Yeah, but that's just the first half. (laughs) If you're a contender and he's rushing those kind of numbers and Illinois can, you know, win some games and put together some some wins and you know i don't know hypothetically five and one six and one, whatever it is mm-hmm. then you start getting into that area i think where you start is he on the list yeah, but, I, yeah. I i'm just saying like look out could be a, a really special season not not his, sure but his acceleration is incredible yeah, and uh-huh. as far as Illinois backs, you, as you just kind of started to list off, there's just a, a number of names that, that you stack up with, but they're clearly going to keep running the ball. He's going to get touches. Like you said, he, mm-hmm. he just finds holes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, barring injury, you would expect him to get 100 yards a, a game. And, yeah, if Illinois is competing, Heisman, yeah, is tough, but running back, uh, best running back in the country, you know, Offensive player of the year in the Big Ten, you know, mm-hmm. very big awards and nowhere out of the question for sure. Yeah. Heisman's usually go to quarterbacks. Sometimes well, they go to cornerbacks. Especially, <laughs> especially this year with all the hype around, you know, with Young and Stroud. And yeah. mm-hmm. I, I guess Spencer Rattler yeah. is not what he is. Caleb Williams kind of going off. We'll see if USC is for real. Yeah. yeah. And I, I look, I'm not here to say chase brown's a heisman candidate yet no. i'm just saying well you know looking looking at 500 yards, yards yeah there's a, somebody's gonna look at that and go huh mm-hmm. it's yeah it's a they they've played two power five schools in there so it's not the the worst competition no. that he's played and the big 10 west has really good defenses so if he continues to do this against really good defenses people people should take notice all right brian you're gonna find something to do with yourself for the yeah. weekend <laughs> yep yep be up in Peoria for a little bit and uh, be in uh, Olympia Fields Sunday night for the Mike Small, uh, the Olympian, Olympia Fields event. They're playing golf this weekend. And then there's a fundraiser at uh, Olympia Fields Country nice. Club where I've emceed before. And uh, Mike Namoff's up there too. And so we'll kind of co-host that. So that's always fun. And Coach Small and a lot of folks we know. So Very cool. Do that Sunday night. And then Monday we'll have uh, Bob Stoops on with us. That'll be the cool. Monday morning quarterback show. So, along with Coach Q. Up, oh, that's right. 
All right, sir. Thanks much. All right. That's the Illini Notebook with Brian Barnhart, brought to us by Guido's Jupiter's Billy Baroos and Seven Saints. Matt Daniels coming in next. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. This is getting jiggy with it. It's what they use, they sample and get jiggy with it, yeah. Oh, so this is the original. Mm-hmm. Will Smith didn't come up with this? No, no. And, which is funny because today is the unofficial birth of hip-hop, Rapper's Delight. You know, hip, a hop, a mm-hmm. hippie did a hippie. And that's a sample. From something else. Mm-hmm. Nothing is... It's all connected. It's not... Well, of course. I mean, I learned that in my music history classes. <laughs> Nothing happens. Yeah, yeah. This is a, this is a music major we're yeah, talking to. There's, there's always context to, to things. <laughs> Greetings to you, Sports Talk. If you're just joining us on a Friday, we have Funky Friday. That's, that's where this little thing came from. <laughs> Speaking of funky, Matt Daniels is here. I don't know if that's good or bad, <laughs> how you phrase yeah, that. Yeah, that Context can be, is that everything. Can be bad. When speaking about your feet, <laughs> yeah, it's not I do good. Have, I do have flip-flops on right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the Brett Bielema mantra of wearing flip-flops. Hey, it's yeah. the last weekend of summer. You got to, you know, yeah. got to let the dogs free while you can. Yeah, I got to, while I sit at my desk tonight for six and a half hours <laughs> waiting to put out Saturday's sports section. I just thought of playing strains and automobiles. Boy, my dogs are barking. He takes off his <laughs> socks a, in the made plane. A, made a lot of references here in John the past Candy. two minutes. We can we can go any generation <laughs> you want here, Matt. I can go back to Renaissance music. We can go to hip hop, eighties <laughs> <laughs> movies, or sports, nineties movies, <laughs> Men in Black. Uh, great to see you, sir. Good to see it's you. It's gonna be too. a busy night. Um, I'm going over with Joey to do the Central Centennial football game. Who are and uh, great spread today. Uh, Really, about two and a half pages devoted to this game tonight, mm-hmm. and uh, looking forward to it. Central Young, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I, it's been a while in this rivalry since we were trying to think about it. When was the last time both teams kind of came in, both expecting really good seasons? Not to take away from mm-hmm. either side yet. I mean, it's early in the season, but Centennial's been down in the past when Central's been good. Central's been good when Centennial's been down. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, whatever. So. I don't know if we're going to get a lopsided game or not because Centennial's really scoring points at a high clip. Yeah, they are, and uh, this series is uh, just kind of alternated uh, through the years. Centennial's on a, a three-game win streak right now, trying to make it look, trying to make four in a row here. And uh, yeah, Central's a, a young team coming off a win last Friday night, uh, eight to close win, eighteen thirteen at Granite City. Uh, Centennial has really kind of lived up to, to some of the preseason expectations so far. Uh, Kellen Davis, their sophomore quarterback, is, has looked pretty good so far. Brandon Harvey is a senior tailback that uh, is just a load to bring down, and, and Central's really going to have to stack the box uh, in order to try to slow him down. He's topped 100 yards each of his first three games. Uh, Centennial scored 40, at least 45 points in their first three games. They won 47-22 at Proviso East in Week 1, uh, beat Pure Emanuel 69-20 in Week 2, and then topped Richwoods 45-20 last Friday. So... Uh, yeah, the Kyle Jackson's got the the Chargers rolling, and and that's quite the sight to see because a, a lot of these seniors that are playing for Centennial were freshmen back in 2019 when the program really really struggled. Uh, went 0 and 9 in Jackson's first season. Uh, had some very very lopsided scores uh, that way, and uh, they've really recovered nicely and, and rebounded. And I would say maybe one of the biggest surprises of of last fall was Centennial kind of breaking through, uh, finishing six and five, getting 
a class 6A first-round playoff win up in Chicago at Kenwood and then coming back home and getting the chance to host a perennial power in Washington at Tommy Stewart Field. They lost that second-round playoff game 27-13, to 13, but a good learning experience for a lot of those guys. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, – I know we, Joey and I were over at Centennial on, on Wednesday afternoon recording our extra prep podcast, had the chance to talk to, to three Centennial seniors and Jameer Hall, Braylon Lewis, and Jordan Griggs, and – they, they they had their game faces on. They they weren't giving any bulletin board material to the Maroons, <laughs> but uh, they they know what's ahead of them, and the chance to go to four and zero is is right there for them tonight. Well, uh, we talked to Kyle Jackson too, and and he said this week we want to avoid distractions because apparently they haven't done that as well in the past. And these kids talk to each other; they know each other. There's uh, the social media. There's the uh, whatever means that they can to kind of uh, start John about the, these kinds <laughs> of games. So yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, Central technically is the the home team tonight, even though it's at Centennial, uh, being over at, at Tommy Stewart Field. And uh, you know, they should consider playing some games at McKinley Field. Yeah, that's been well documented the last three <laughs> months or so. And uh, next Saturday, they're finally going to get the chance to do it. Uh, One p.m. Wheaton St. Francis is going to roll into uh, Champaign and. Central Central's got a tough tough next two weeks. Centennial three and zero playing the rival, uh, and then Wheaton St. Francis, a powerhouse out of the Chicago suburbs, features an Illini commit and T J McMillan, a, a senior offensive lineman at St. Francis. But uh, yeah, Tim Turner's team, more of a run oriented team with the wing T offense that, that he likes to to operate. And Centennial kind of more balanced, kind of uh, you know RPO type stuff and some runs with with Kellen Davis at quarterback. Although he hasn't really run the ball that much, but he's been very efficient throwing the ball. Uh, but Brandon Harvey is kind of their their bell cow in, in the backfield, and they've got a lot of big skill players. They're big on the offensive line and defensive line. So Centennial's got the Centennial for a few years there. Kind of really struggled to kind of look like a, a big school football program should, just from a, uh, a size perspective and also just numbers wise. That's not the case anymore. They they've kind of reverted to what it was back in in the bygone days with with Mike McDonald, the head coach there, and. The Chargers were, you know, not only contending for Big 12 titles, but making deep playoff runs. And, and this group seem, sure seems to have uh, the, the makeup of a, a team like that. I, I thought I saw scrolling through the Twitter today that this game used to be played at Memorial Stadium. Were you here? When I was that not happened? here for that. No, I know the so a while ago. Lecante Nix, the, the Champaign Central boys basketball coach, who's also uh, an assistant coach with football and baseball. He's just basically a. You think of Champaign Central sometimes, you think of Lecante Nix, mm-hmm. and former athlete with the Maroons. He, it was cool to see. He actually posted uh, uh, what was in the News Gazette uh, when they played Centennial. And yeah, it was pre my time, I have to ask. Actually, it was funny too because Jeff D'Alessio, the editor now, he used to write in sports. He covered that game, and his mm-hmm. name's on the byline there. So <laughs> that, was, that was pretty cool to see. But yeah, it should be a nice, uh, nice night, a little warm night. Uh, I guess we're in that fake, uh, fake. Their fake summer again. This is that the this is the real end of summer yeah, for, exactly. for the folk like yeah, us that aren't in in college sports. So <laughs> it should still be hot. I'm yeah, all for it. Exactly, but uh, no, it should be a good atmosphere over there. Always get a good crowd out to, to Tommy Stewart Field for for this game, and uh, it's the first time that Central is actually playing uh, in Champaign County uh, so far this season. They, wow. They've been on the road uh, their first three games. Like I said, last Friday, long bus ride back and forth to Granite City about almost three hours away so even though they have to drive across town to Tommy Stewart Field I'm sure that's somewhat nicer than having to to get on the bus and and be on a bus for a long time well just on this Memorial Stadium thing uh, if I remember right was it like 2017 or 2018 they had some games over there what was the the thing behind Uh, that because Illinois can't just ever play a 
college football schedule just of the Saturday <laughs> games. That's why. Um, so that uh, Illinois had a, I believe, Friday night game. It was either against Nebraska or Penn State. I can't remember. I think it was 2018. That sound, I think that was Penn State. And as an option, Illinois, which was nice of them, uh, I think they had about four or five games. Scott, I think you It was called. like all day, yeah. One of those games late at night, or am I making that up? Uh, Memorial Stadium. Yeah, yeah. St. Thomas More and Tool. That sounds a, right. Yeah, it was a barn burner at the end. That High also scoring, sounds right. Bryson Lee, quarterback for STM, put yeah, up some I big numbers. I do remember numbers. him. Okay. Yeah. Didn't he go to Idaho? Mm-hmm. He did. Played Not, for the Vandals. Um, but yeah, they did that about f- four years ago, um, and had about I think four or five games throughout the day. Centennial played over there. I believe they played Puri Notre Dame. Uh, had some other games over there that day, and just a, a chance for them to get to experience Memorial Stadium and that is the goal for every high school football team in the state this year is to get to Champaign because Memorial Stadium's hosting the IHSA state title games uh, the day after Thanksgiving and then the, the Saturday as well 1A through 4A is on Friday and then 5A through 8A is on, on Saturday and who knows this could be the last year that that mm-hmm. happens mm-hmm. here in, in Champaign because the IHSA is looking for uh, they put out a uh, proposal for to have bids uh, for new p- potential new venues to host, and they're looking for kind of a solid five-year contract for the past decade. It's alternated between Champaign and DeKalb, so we'll, we'll have to see what happens there. Do you think there's a I mean, how, what kind of chance would it have to stay here? Slim to none, mm-hmm. yeah. because you can't get around the, the the need for Illinois football to play their Week Twelve mm-hmm. game every other year. No, exactly, and then that's 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 what came of this is when the Big Ten expanded to a nine-game conference slate is why. The IHSA football state championships had to move away from Champaign in uh, in odd number of years, and Husky Stadium at DeKalb stepped in and, and filled that void. And uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I, I'd have to think if you know you were to ask me where it's going to end up. Uh, you know, sorry, Jane Deleuze, Mike Coon, everyone at visit Champaign County. They do a great job. They brought the boys basketball state tournament mm-hmm. back here to Champaign, where it should be. Uh, I'd say. Normal at, yeah, at Illinois I, State. Hancock Stadium's been renovated since then. They used to host the IHSA yeah. State Championships. The reason it moved to Champaign, though, in the late 90s was because Illinois State football got good there for a little bit of a stretch after decades of just ineptitude. And Illinois State wanted the opportunity to host uh, FCS playoff games at home, which they ended up doing. Uh, but as a result of that, the HSA moved away from having the games at Hancock. And to me, that's, that's like the ideal venue. Smack dab in the middle of the yeah. state. The schools from Southern Illinois can't complain about mm-hmm. making a five, six-hour drive to DeKalb. It's fairly level when it comes to that. Facility-wise, it's been upgraded in the last five, ten years. But it's, it, not it's, big, it's not too big. It's not too big. Kind of like Memorial. Yeah, it's like seats 15,000, I want to say. Uh, so you, you could cram probably 10,000, 12,000 people in for a high school state title game. That would be just a, a heck of an atmosphere. All right, Matt, what's... Uh the highlights of this weekend. Yeah, Central Centennial tonight. Uh, look for plenty of high school football coverage in, in Saturday's paper. And then Sunday's News Gazette, Scott Ritchie, our Illini beat writer of pretty much everything. I uh, had a sit-down last month with uh, Illinois men's basketball assistant coach Tim Anderson. So uh, get a deep dive into to who he is and kind of get to know a little bit more about the, not the Chicago White Sox shortstop. I was going to say, the, isn't he uh, back in the lineup the, tonight? Uh, Illinois men's basketball coach who seemingly has a hand in pretty much all the big-time recruits that end up coming to Champaign here recently. Very good. Good to see you, sir. Good to see you. Good luck on the call, Scotty. Thank you. Matt Daniels, Thanks, News Gazette's sports editor on the com. We'll transition to the next hour of a funky Friday after this. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS.
Hour number one of a funky Friday is about in the books. Next hour, the world according to Bob Osmussen. Michael Martin from Illini Football Radio joining the fun as well. And uh, it'll be an OSF Illini Friday, even with no football game for this weekend. We'll still do it anyway because we like our routines. It's WDWS Champagne-Urbana. Here comes the news back after that.